Let's go to Daddy's arm. You're fine. You're fine. That's right. That's easy. You're okay. You're okay. She breathes fine on her own. Yes. Part, so for her to be disconnected for a little bit is no problem. I promise. Yes. Totally fair. Okay. Well, get your beads going back. Here. Okay. Relax. Relax. Okay. Daddy's got you. Here, before you do that, will you? It's been about a week on life support. Penelope started to breathe on her own. She started moving around more. The breathing tube moved around a little bit too much. So they put her on fentanyl. just to make her sleep. So after about seven days or so, they let me hold her. It was a different feeling than when I held her when she was born. When she was born, she didn't have all the tubes and the IVs and the monitors. She was perfectly healthy the first time I held her. This was a little different. Most of the blood had been suctioned from her lungs by now. She had a feeding tube in her nose that went down into her stomach. We had questions about long-term damage. We had questions about developmental delays. None of those answers. I mean, you can't answer that kind of thing. Doctors can't predict the future. I was upset about the fentanyl not the fact that they gave it to her but the fact that she had to be given it she shouldn't be in this position she was an innocent 19 day old infant a newborn when they took her off the fentanyl they had to give her medicine to help with withdrawal. She had been on it for a week now, about seven days. I feel sorry for my daughters. I feel sorry that they were involved in an argument between their mother and father. I feel sorry that they were used as weapons against me. Calliope went to the medical examiner 
the same day, later that evening, they took her from the hospital and performed an autopsy. I believe what I heard from the detective who witnessed the autopsy was uh, she was a perfectly healthy 15-month-old girl. Beautiful. The cause of death was undetermined. They listed drowning. They listed a toxicology report that came out months later. I think it took a month or two for that report to be finalized. She was given a therapeutic amount of Unisom. The delivery method was not clear. But I do know whenever my sister and I walked through the house, we found a bowl of oatmeal that wasn't washed. And we always washed the bowls of oatmeal. It looked like it had been pretty much eaten. There's just a little bit left in it. We found a children's Benadryl bottle in the garbage. There was a half-empty Tylenol bottle in the master bathroom trash. We'll get into that in a later episode. So Calliope's autopsy. When we made our first court appearance, they were just starting the autopsy, so there was nothing to hear. It was an arraignment. It was listing the two charges of aggravated child abuse by neglect on my wife. It was reading her her bail, which was set at $1 million. The whole process took about 30 seconds. We sat in the back. My family. Her head was down the whole time. She was disassociated. I could tell that she wasn't in a normal frame of mind. I didn't know at the time that it was due to substance. Within 24 hours, I started getting phone calls and texts and media reporters outside the hospital ringing the doorbell at my house. All of this is on home security footage. I started going to therapy three days a week because I needed it. I needed to talk. I needed 
I needed something. So the only time I left the hospital was to go to therapy or talk to detectives. It was then and it some some way is now too great of a loss to see what is in front of me. Penelope's a perfect baby. She wakes up happy. She goes to sleep happy. Calliope was extremely important to me. Losing her seemed to be something that I would not overcome. That's not to say I've overcome it now. I struggle daily. Once the medical examiner was done with the autopsy, Rose Mortuary, my place of choice, went and got her. They called me to let me know that she was there and they wanted me to bring an outfit for her. I have a picture on my social media profiles of me holding Calliope's hands on the driveway while she walks. She's wearing a white unicorn t-shirt with a frilly mane she always used to play with. She's wearing denim tights and Nike Velcro shoes. She's smiling as always. Her hair is in her center ponytail right on top of her head. So that's the outfit I brought. I added one thing, which was a pink tutu that she wore. I also brought a diaper. I knew that she didn't need a diaper. But I'd never felt her without one. Only when I gave her a bath or took a shower with her. They prepared her. They embalmed her. They dressed her. And then they called me and told me to come see her. I remember driving over. I remember the entire thing. I remember walking in, being led back to the room she was. I remember 
walking in. On the way over, I listened to a song that I have attributed to Calliope. The song is by an artist named Dodie, D-O-D-I-E, and the song title is She. And the lyrics go, am I allowed to look at her like that? Could I be wrong when she's just so nice to look at? And she smells like lemongrass and sleep. She tastes like apple juice and peach. Oh, you would find her in a Polaroid picture. And she means everything to me. There's another line that's pretty important. It goes, and she tastes like birthday cake and story time and fall. But to her, I taste of nothing at all. It's important because Calliope's years or months leading up to when she was, her personality was starting to take a hold. Those months were in the fall. And I remember her birthday. I got her out of her chair after she was done eating her cake. And I took her upstairs and I put her in the bath in her tub. And I washed all the birthday cake off of her. kissed her cheeks and she tasted like birthday cake. I read her a book that night. I gave her her bottle and we all went to sleep. That was February 22nd, 2019. Calliope's first birthday. So walking into the room and seeing her laying on this pillow, they did a great job. It just wasn't her. I picked her up and she was stiff from the embalming. Her outfit looked perfect. Her eyes were glued shut. Her eyelashes were just absolutely beautiful, just like Penelope's are. It just wasn't her. It wasn't my daughter. It was her body, but it wasn't her. I took some pictures with her in that state. I put those pictures in a hidden folder on my phone so they don't show up. 
I've stumbled across in my accident a few times and it absolutely takes my breath away. I'm sure I'll delete them one day. But for now, they'll be on my phone. If you leave a glass of water in the sun, the water will leave that glass. And it will only leave tiny particles behind. A residue in the glass. If you're scientific, you'll know that you can determine that there was water in that glass from the molecules left behind. But you won't be able to see the water. You won't know what the water tasted like. You won't know what the water felt like. You can guess. water evaporates, it leaves, and it becomes something else. Calliope is something else now. Next time on evaporation, more court appearances, less answers, and Calliope cares. Thank you so much for following along. I know some of these episodes are not going to be easy. They're not easy for me. I'm sure they're not easy to listen to. But as I dig farther into this, it's going to get harder. I really appreciate everyone who's listened so far. Try to share it with as many people as you can. I want this story to become a big story because to me it's the only story. Look for the next episode soon. Love you all. Thank you. Talk to you on the next one.